welcome to the Sports Grade Podcast. My name is Ryan Walker and with me, as always, is the super duper Room Williams. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Thank you, Ryan. It's a massive week. It's the week of the Super Bowl. I'm excited. I've got my American football shirt on. It's the only American football t-shirt I happen to own back in a, yeah. a trip to 2014 with... Um, the uh, with the old marching band tour. I think this came up in our community recently, actually, because <laughs> I was linking an episode to um, some tips on on writing a really good cover letter. Mm. And the episode that all the that great information lived in was in an interview with Kimberly Furness from Netball Australia. And somehow Kimberly managed to get to the fact that I was part of a, a marching band uh, that yeah. went to the US I and had to this. dress up in like full on marching band attire. And uh, there were a couple of requests after I shared that interview in the Discord community channel for some of those photos in, in the outfit. So I mm. regret sharing that information now. <laughs> no, that, yeah, I did say that on the community. It was quite funny. But it probably speaks volumes of what this uh, episode is all about, that we didn't organise Bengal shirts for this episode. Yeah. Um, but that is the <laughs> nature of a Super Bowl special, that they happen at, at the last minute. Uh, yep. exactly what has happened uh, this week. So we'll uh, we'll get cracking. <coughs> Excuse me. My voice is a little bit weird today. A bit husky. So I like it. Enjoy that. <laughs> uh, if you want to learn more about who we are, feel free to connect with us on LinkedIn. Or if you want to ask us any questions at all, jump into the SportsCode community, which is absolutely buzzing at mm. the moment, I might add. Yeah, absolutely. When we mentioned Netball Australia, they have come out and, and partnered with us to offer five exclusive roles to members in the community so awesome to kind of have the support of i think australia's biggest participation sport mm, it's huge mm. absolutely huge if you want to get your foot in the sports industry hire people quickly and easily or learn from the best in the world there really is something for everyone inside so get involved the community uh rubes before we get cracking as always we do do a tip uh before our episodes uh the one today, so if you're currently studying or you're finishing studying, having a postgrad qualification in sports management on your resume can give you a huge leg up over potential candidates applying for the same role. Uh, so if you want to pump up your resume and get specialised knowledge in sports behaviour, law, marketing, ethics, finance, governance and strategy, take a look at Deakin University's postgrad qualifications. Their Master of Business in Sports Management is not one of, but the best one in Australia, ranked at number one. So add a postcard to your resume, and that's our tip for the episode. Very good. And uh, the other thing that Deakin University does extremely well is overseas study trips. Now, this episode would yeah. not be possible without the Deakin <laughs> overseas study trips, because back in 2017, when I was at Deakin University, we paired up with Ohio University, who had, I think, the number one sport management program in the world. And uh, we toured the West Coast of America and went to all these different sporting organizations to learn about how they do it over there. And one of the people who was part of that trip was a man called Michael Wolfert, who you might remember from episode eight of the Sports Grad podcast, where he told us all about his uh, incredible job at the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not sure how the team was going at the time, but I recall Michael saying he fended off a field of 800 applicants to become the number one person for the commercial partnerships role. And since then, he's done an incredible job and he's now the first person who we've had back onto the podcast for a Super Bowl special. So, Michael, welcome back to the podcast. 
It's an honor, boys. Good to be back. You guys have gone big time on me in the studio <laughs> now. I love it. Great to see how much you guys have grown. Uh, first things first, you guys are talking about, you know, not having Bengals gear. We're going to have to get that changed up at some point. So <laughs> if you guys, you know, send me an address or something. But more importantly than that, I think you're due to get back across the pond at some point <laughs> here soon. So next season, uh, I want to say it here live on the air so that you can hold me accountable. <laughs> when the schedule comes out, you know, pick a game. And the two of you, I got tickets for. So please make that happen. It, it'll be an honor to go to the home of the Super Bowl champs. So <laughs> I, I think. We'll see about that. Hopefully that part yeah. is, is accurate. No, we'll, we'll see. But we'll yeah, play that picture. clip back for me time in and time in until uh, so you can hold me accountable because I want to have you two out here. Absolutely. We would love to. Well, well Michael, what, what are the chances that you have two tickets to the Super Bowl spare? And if you did, how, how much would they cost? Because I'm trying to figure out how quickly we can get to the US. Uh, so right now, if you look on Ticketmaster, I think the, the get-in price, the cheapest ticket to get to get in the building is right around 6000 US dollars. Oh, wow. uh, I don't know what that converts to Australian, but... Uh, certainly a couple paychecks. <laughs> uh, I was lucky enough, our ownership group, Katie Blackburn, Troy Blackburn, Mike Brown, uh, they have been, you know, they have always said that it's a small family business and we do have a small front office and they kind of run it that way. Uh, and one of the, the benefits of that is they really take the time to get to know the staff and take care of the staff. So um, they're, they're going to hook us up next weekend, which is going to be a blast. That is, that is just unbelievable unreal and so tell us what what uh what will you be doing on the day of the super bowl and maybe the, the day before it as well yeah so we'll a lot of the trip will be business the day of the super bowl probably the least business of them all so i'll fly out on thursday super bowl is sunday uh thursday friday saturday the majority of that time is trying to capitalize on this excitement and hype that we have building right now you know we have this buzz nationally growing brand uh and a national brand now as, a, as opposed to just kind of a a regional brand um mm. and so one way to capitalize on that is trying to meet with as many people as we can while we're out there it's gonna be a lot of companies uh, and obviously my job being in the corporate side uh speaking with potential sponsors is trying to just make introductions kind of everyone is in one place at the same time. So not to capitalize on that, uh, you know, would be a little silly. Obviously we're going to have our fun, uh, and enjoy the ride, uh, the crazy ride that this past month has been, but, uh, we want to try to hammer out just as many, you know, even if it's just, Hey, let's grab a coffee. Hey, let's grab a drink, just meet with, and, you know, familiarize ourselves with introduce ourselves to as many decision makers as we can, uh, during that four day span, the day of the Super Bowl will be really cool. So we've got, um, so they put us all up in kind of team hotels. I think there's three separate team hotels and then there's shuttle wow. services for all of us, uh, during our stay. Uh, so we'll, we'll shuttle out the morning of the Super Bowl. They'll have a, a pretty cool pregame party with music and food and drinks and whatnot right outside of the stadium. Uh, obviously then we'll go to the game and then there'll be some sort of a after party that they'll bus us to that. Uh, so it'll be, I, I honestly have like, thrown expectations out the window. I'm just assuming I'm in a peak in life and you know, I'm 27 years old and this is as good as it gets. It'll probably be all downhill from here until next time we're back. But, uh, 
you know, maybe I'll get married someday and that'll, uh, that'll pop it. <laughs> to be honest, I'm Matt, not so I, sure. Like, I based on what I'm hearing, it, it might not. Uh, it, I'm kidding, but it should be. Uh, they're going to spoil us rotten while we're out there, and that's all credit to the organization we're in and the people in charge taking care of their people, which is amazing. Love it. Incredible. I, I think the Super Bowl will, will trump a wedding, but <laughs> hey, that's just me. <laughs> hey, Mike, I want to yeah, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna, yeah, go I back to, um, and I, and I know we've we'll covered a little bit of this in, in our first episode, but it is a great story. So I'd love to go back to a little bit to where, um, where you started, then we'll come back to uh, the Super Bowl and the Bengals organization. But I want to sort of understand what was your dream when, when you set out to study sports management? Because you're in this position right now and, hey, like if this, this is a pretty common dream for a lot of people. But was this it for you? <laughs> uh, it changed. It really did. Like Ruben referenced 2017 when we met. It was as I was going into grad school, so I hadn't even taken a single class yet. And at that time on that trip, I think we went around the circle and said, hey, what do you want to do, you know, in sports, obviously we all wanted to work in sports. What avenue of it do you want to work in? And I'm pretty sure at the time I said data analytics. Uh, and that was kind of at the time, the dream, it was a growing, especially in football and in basketball, the sabermetrics kind of had already been in baseball a little bit, but like kind of understanding the mathematical edges uh, to the actual sport. That's, that's what I wanted to do at the time. It's not until I got to school uh, when some of my professors looked at me and were like, no, I, you're probably going to go into sales or you need to be the, you know, talking to people and be out there uh, doing all that stuff, uh, that that all kind of changed. And I think, you know, going back to you guys is ad for Deacon. I'm going to plug them for free here real quick. But um, doing that for me helped me discover myself. I say all the time, learning what you don't want to do is just as important as learning what you do want to do. Um and just trying everything as much as possible, especially while you're young and while you can afford to. Uh, just take as many opportunities as you can, say yes to everything. Um, and then you kind of learn, here's what I'm good at, here's what I'm bad at. But more importantly, here's what I like doing, here's what I might not like doing as much. Uh, so that's that's kind of how it all started. And yeah, this is my third season with the Bengals. Not all three have ended with us playing football in February. Uh, and I think that makes it a little bit sweeter because – you know, I experienced the two and 14 season where we got the number one overall draft pick to end up with Burrow and end up in the situation we are and kind of experienced that growth over the last three years. So it, it definitely makes the candy taste a little sweeter when uh, you've experienced the other side. Um, but it's, it's, it's the most exciting time this last week has been, you know, once we won that AFC championship game, knowing we were going to go to the Super Bowl. Thankfully, they gave you two weeks then because you wouldn't believe the amount of, of back-end work that goes into it. I mean, we've been working till uh, all hours of the day, all hours of the night for the past week, including, you know, it's still Sunday night for me here. I wrapped up for the day an hour before I hopped on the phone with you guys. Uh, and it's just, there's so much to be done. It's such a large-scale event that I still am hardly wrapping my brain around just how global and massive uh, of an event it is and how big it is for our brand and, uh, you know, for our future businesses and revenues and, you know, ticket sales and corporate partnerships and merchandise and just national notoriety. Um, but you have to take care of the people that, you know, have been with you since you were two and 14. We've got all these sponsors and we've got people calling us right now saying, hey, we want to give away Super Bowl tickets on your social media page and we want to partner with you guys for the Super Bowl. 
Um, and we get a certain allotment of tickets that we can use, you know, to take care of our sponsors, whether that's giving them the right to purchase them at face value or putting them on the team charter with us, um, or in a couple of cases, comping a few tickets here and there. And, and for us, it's important to, to take care of the people that have been with us that have been loyal to the brand. We have partners that have been with us for 20 years and then we're going to have, you know, 20, you know, however many join us after this year because we won the Super Bowl, which is amazing. And we will take care of them. But right now our focus is taking care of the people that have been with us on this pretty awesome journey. Mm. I'm glad you mentioned the, uh, the two and 14 season, because it couldn't have been easy starting your career at a, mm. at a cellar dweller club, even if it is the NFL, but um, it's great to see some of the changes that have come through. And now you guys are absolutely thriving, but um, talk us through what has been uh, the last talk us through February, the whole postseason. What, what have your days looked like, how things changed, um, and then what does this last week leading up to the Super Bowl look like for you? Yeah, so February, January, February has been very interesting. So when we made the playoffs, this is the first year we made the playoffs since I've been here. Um, that's difficult in itself because all of these contracts, I don't want to dive deep into the world of sports contract law uh, and put all your <laughs> listeners to sleep, but... Uh, essentially all, all of the contracts usually will have, uh, like an opt-in clause, uh, for the postseason because, you know, they're contracted for 17 regular season games, three preseason games. That's what they're paying for. And then you add these additional games that get tons of national attention and they're the biggest game of the year. And then you win. And then that's the biggest game of the year. And then you win. That's the biggest game of the year. There's going to be incremental spin there because you're getting incremental eyeballs. So you have to sift through all the contracts, see, okay, who's getting what, what's, you know, right to purchase, what shall be purchased, what can we go to market with to try and capitalize on this. So that's kind of the strategy of the week leading up to that first playoff game. For us this year, it was kind of a nice case study of getting to see everything where we had a home playoff game the first week. So obviously you're trying to get your scoreboards filled with signage, you know, all the things that come with having home playoff games. And then, the second week is going to be a road playoff game. So you're worried about your radio ads. You're worried about your TV spots. You're worried about what's going on social media, who's running campaigns, who's getting to do this, who's getting to go to the game, this, that, and the other. So it's a lot of strategy, uh, figuring out, you know, what we're going to do, how we're, how we're going to take advantage of the assets that we have, how we're going to take advantage of the tickets that we have, you know, who are the people that have been there for us that we want to be there for, et cetera. So a lot of that happening. And then it's executing the contracts and invoicing on a five-day notice, which can be very difficult when you're working with these, you know, large companies and making sure they're taken care of. You guys need four tickets here. You need two more there. All right, we'll get them all loaded into your account. Thank goodness all the tickets are uh, mobile now, or I don't know how they how they used to do this uh, back before that. So that's been a lot of, you know, the the th- first three weeks of the playoffs. is just, fig- it's just a new contract every week. Um, this company is getting this asset, that asset, and that asset. No two are the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I have 35 to 40 clients in my portfolio. Wow. So it's going through every week. It's a new rotation of kind of the same thing. Like the, the home weeks versus the road weeks are different, but you're doing the same thing over and over. And then once you make the Super Bowl, now there's a two-week window. So it's essentially a bye week was this past week. So we're having to go through that same process as if it was a bye week. And then the Super Bowl week, which a lot of that is controlled by the NFL and things are a little bit different, but we get a large allotment of tickets because it's a neutral site game. 
and everyone wants to go to the Super Bowl, obviously, uh, especially a team like the Bengals, who it's been a little while since they've made it. Uh, it's a city that's just head over heels excited for something like this. Uh, so we're having to figure out, you know, who's getting tickets, when, where, how, how are they getting there, where are they staying, you know, can we see them while we're out there? Obviously, you want to be able to spend time with each of these guys. So it's slotting your schedule versus their schedule versus who's coming versus who still gets, you know, and, and you're still worried about the radio and TV <laughs> spots, social media. So it's been a lot of that type of stuff. And then, like I mentioned, now our attention's turning towards, all right, we're going to be in L.A. for four days. And it's the highest our brand has been. Uh, ever maybe uh, as far as excitement and national awareness, you know, with how easy it is to be global now with social media and the internet, uh, how can we take advantage of that too? So it's a delicate balance of, well, we, we have to take care of these people that have been with us. Like these are our guys. We're going to take care of them. We're going to make sure they have a great experience. We're going to spend time with them, but we're also in Los Angeles, one of the biggest cities in the world. There's a lot of, you know, important companies that, it would benefit us greatly to meet with while we're there. So it's a balancing act of, you know, appreciating those who have come up with us while trying to capitalize on uh, a really exciting year. Mm. That is incredible. Coming back to the contract stuff, like it sounds like you're trying to do a whole season's worth of work, but in a week. And then if you win, you got to do it all again, like all that strategizing, all that valuation and, and selling and executing, you would probably work out for an entire season once and then go and do it. And now you're doing it on a week-to-week basis and still been expected to deliver the same amount of work. Yeah, it is it is 100%, uh, you know, from the contract standpoint, from the asset collection standpoint, it's a little bit easier because most of the clients that are buying postseason radio had post had regular season radio with us. So, you know, we have their radio spot. We know who to, and like, it's the same partners and it's a lot of the same assets. It's like, okay, you guys are still going to be on the video board for the postseason game. Great. That just means we don't have to switch anything. We just have to, you know, account for that in our accounting and in our process and in our game log. Uh, But a lot of that doesn't change, but it still needs to be reflected and it has to be incredibly precise and organized because we're talking about money here that, you know, is important to the organization and you don't want to just accidentally let things slip through the cracks because you just can't let that happen at at this stage. Um, So it's, it, it's a lot, uh, but it's not quite the same as the very beginning of the season where it's just a complete blank slate. At least we have a foundation for the most part uh, that we can at least start on. Nice. So the NFL run the day, right? It's, you said it's a neutral game. How, how does that change things from a operational point of view for you? Yeah, it's uh, operationally, it's a lot different. It's, it's more so like a road game, like the NFL, the way it works, it's wild. Like, so Los Angeles probably put a bid out to have the 2022 Super Bowl back in 2017. Mm. And that would, that would have come, that, a, that would have come across the desk of our good friend, Aubrey Walton, mm. director of location strategy and planning would have flown onto the desk. Yeah. Episode so two. once it gets on Aubrey's desk, Episode. she gives it her stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah. uh, at that point, they're planning for the Super Bowl for, you know, four years later. So they have everything down to a science. And for the most part, it's great because we get to just enjoy the day like they hire third-party companies to run our shuttle service and to run our pregame 
tailgate party, the official tailgate party or whatever, and then the, the after party and the game and all of that. And then, you know, we have access to things, but we're not planning things necessarily. So they make our lives easy from that standpoint, because like I said, on the back end, there's so many different things that we're having to manage right now uh, internally that the game itself is all handled at the league level and, and has been planned and is, you know, being executed six months ago uh, with all the different events and things going on. So that that's helpful. Once we get out there, hopefully, you know, we have our schedule set and I might have 10 meetings a day, uh, but it's, it's all set and you just kind of go and you just do, and there's not a lot of planning or, you know, do or die situations, which is great. You now all that kind of this past week. <laughs> that must, must help you breathe easier given the amount of contract work you've got to do. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not necessarily diving deep into the contracts. We have some all-stars on our team who uh, are the ones kind of sifting through the line by line. It's more so I slash salesperson will talk to the company and say, okay, you guys did radio, video board, sideline LED, and this social media campaign during the regular season. You guys want to do that again next week. It would be X number of dollars. They say yes, then I tell our team, they said, yes, they create the contract, you know, then we send it out for signature. We get signature. Okay. We still have the assets. You guys still want to use the same radio spot. You still want to use the same TV spot. Um, logo hasn't changed. We'll plug that into the social. Uh, perfect. And then we have people who do that, uh, as well. So it takes, it is like an orchestra and every member of the orchestra has to play their violin or their cello, you know, beautifully. Uh, for everything to work great, but we have uh, a really good team and we've been doing it together all year long. So we know how to work together efficiently and effectively to where, you know, everything kind of harmonizes and, and works to the same tune uh, of our conductor. So, uh, and, and what about around the rest of the business? What are some of the changes for other departments or exciting things that they get to sink their teeth into? So accounting is probably pretty tough with the Super Bowl tickets and the taxes behind it. And because I don't know if you guys knew this, but if you're a football player, I don't know how this works in Australia, but in the United States, if you're a football player, you play for the Bengals, you obviously get taxed on your in Ohio because that's where you live. Mm. Uh, But when you go play the San Francisco 49ers out in California, you get a your paycheck is divvied up by game. So you've got your game check from playing out there. You actually get taxed in California because the work you were doing was being done in California on that day. So one 17th of your season is being taxed in California. One 17th of your season is being taxed in Tennessee. One, you know, and it just, it's really complicated from that perspective. So our accounting team is incredible (laughs) to have to, figure all that stuff out. And so how does it work with, well, we're getting a ticket to the game for free, but technically I still have to pay the tax on it because it's almost as if it's income for me to receive a gift of that value. And then the players are playing in California and the coaches are going to be out there for four days. And there's, there's a lot of things that go into it, but that's not too different from any road game other than the, the complimentary things that are given. You still have to report that and tax it. Um, so that's accounting, which is crazy. Uh, I've already kind of talked about our team that does the contracts and our team that runs our inventory. Uh, it's probably runs similar to just a regular road 
playoff game uh, from that perspective. Um, you know, our ticketing team is in charge of, they've got their spreadsheets and their software systems that they use for basically a Bengals home game. But instead of having access to all 70,000 tickets, they might have access. To, and I don't know the exact number of tickets that we receive as a club, but let's say it's 15,000 tickets, for example. Uh, they have to decide who gets each ticket and it's very precise on which company is going to sit here and which employee is going to sit there. And okay, Michael bought two tickets for his family and his request was that they sit, you know, sort of in this location at this price point. So let's try and put them here. Let's try and put the, whoever works for that company there, this parent of this player with that parent of that player. So they're having to basically solve a jigsaw puzzle uh, with the stadium. Uh, That's, there's so much that goes into to this week that I'm probably selling short. <laughs> and then obviously like our department is trying to figure out, okay, we want to talk to as many people as we can in the auto industry. And we want to talk to as many, you know, CEOs or CMOs that are in cryptocurrency because that's growing mm-hmm. right now and this or that. And then we have to form a strategy on how we're going to do it. Who's going to reach out to who, how are we going to reach out? How are we going to say that? You know, what are we comfortable offering them while we're out there? Do we want to just sit down and meet and introduce and then follow up later? Or do we want to come in with a more formalized strategy? Uh, so there's, there's, and then our game presentation team. So the people who run our home games, we have a, a send off party on Monday. So all the, we'll have 30,000 people at our stadium tomorrow, uh, today for you guys where, you know, all the players get introduced and they give speeches and it's kind of like the send off because they head out to Los Angeles in the morning and our operations team has to figure out, okay, so the guys are going to be leaving uh, Cincinnati at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. So that means they're going to touch down at noon. So we're going to have this conference room ready for the offense and that one for the defense and this one for the special teams. And we'll set up this cafeteria within this hotel because the players are in this hotel, but the staff are in that hotel and the sponsors and the parents are in this hotel and the governor's going to be there. So we have to make sure there's that security. <laughs> so, it, it, it's just ridiculous. The, the number of like tiny and every tiny detail has to be perfect because it's the Super Bowl. You mess mm-hmm. up one thing up and a sponsor is not getting the right experience for the biggest moment of our franchise. Uh, it has to be perfect uh, in every single aspect of everything. But everyone's got their own role in their own lane. Like I'm talking about it holistically, but there's a whole company uh, working together to, to make all this happen. And like I said, we got a really good team of people uh, who can stick their nose down and, and get to work and make sure that we do it right. Sounds like your brain is just exploding. <laughs> like, like there is so many parts. <laughs> You've just reeled them off. I'm sure you're probably missing some like as well. It needs to. But it's also like, it's crazy and it's out of control and it's the most wild week professionally I've ever had in my life this past week. And the week before that probably was until I had this one and then next week probably will drop it. And it's been that way for a month straight or two months straight even um, ever since we clinched making the playoffs back in the first week of January. But it's also the most fun week, two week, three week, four weeks I've ever had as an, uh, you know, professionally in my life, maybe in my life period. And I've been working 12 hour days for three weeks straight. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just fun. And you have to just soak it all in. Cause the things we're working on right now, like I'm working on a super bowl parade because we have to have bus wraps ready and we have to rent buses from New York city and 
Washington, D.C. and get them out of their route so that they can come be a part of our parade so we have enough for all the players and the coaches and whoever else in case we win. Uh, and you have to do some of that stuff way ahead of time. And it's like, this is crazy that I'm talking to this person or that I'm talking to that person uh, about the things that we're talking about. And, and it's it's a lot of work, but it's so fun. And, you know, we've been trying to like, when we're at the office at 10 o'clock at night, it's like, let's just take a picture of this because yeah. it's all happening so fast and it's a blur that we want to remember, like, it's a lot, but it's really fun, like, in the best way possible. That's incredible. And it's awesome to hear that you're soaking it up, you're taking the moment, you can kind of appreciate how special it is to be working through this this period. Oh, definitely. I mean, there's there's nothing like it in sports, in my opinion. It's just the biggest stage and there's so many tiny details that go into it that people don't really ever even stop to think about, but it, it makes everyone's experience just like the most perfect thing. Um, it's, it's really cool. It's exhausting. Uh, mm. but I'm just pump pumping adrenaline through my veins, mm. knowing that Sunday's coming, even just going out to LA on Thursday's coming. <laughs> but, uh, there, it's no problem. Mm. And from a sponsorship point of view, you guys are licking your lips for next year when um, you can jack the price up of sponsoring the Bengals? <laughs> uh, I don't know about jack the price up, but there's definitely some things we have in the works that we can kind of capitalize on the momentum and uh, try and do things bigger, uh, you know, on a, on a really big scale. And Because we're going to be a national brand now. We're going to have nationally televised games. We'll have probably quite a few of them next year. And will be a team that has expectations now that are in the spotlight. Uh, and with that comes more eyeballs on our social media posts and on our radio broadcasts and on our website. So, you know, with increased impressions probably does increase price tag a little bit just because of RPMs and mm. our CPMs and, and all of those metrics that go into marketing and how media agencies buy marketing ads uh, and spend their money. So, yeah, that's great. But you also don't want to, you know, we have contracts with some of these people that have been with us, like I said, for 20 years, you can't just dig your heel in the ground and say, all right, well, we appreciate you guys for the last 20 years, but, you know, double your price or get the heck out of our way. Yeah. <laughs> quickly. So it's a delicate balance and there's, there's a personal side to it as well. You know, these are relationships. Mm. It's not just business transactions, obviously at the end of the day, it's business. Like the reason I talk to the people I talk to on a daily basis is business, but uh, you want what's best for their business there. If you don't, then you're in it for the wrong reason. So it's, it's delicate, but it's, yeah, we, we want to take advantage of it at the same time. If you're not, then you're falling behind. Nice one. Mike, we, we know, uh, we know you're a busy man, so I'll leave you one, one last question unless Ruben has right. one after me, but um, one thing that you know I love about the Super Bowl um, just this year is just the journey that the Bengals have have come on. You know, we mentioned it before. You joined when they were two and fourteen uh, would have been a pretty tough start. Um, what does it mean on a personal level? You know, working with an organisation that's come so far. Um, you know, how has that been coming from so low to so high now? And how does it sort of make you feel to, to sort of reach the pinnacle? Oh, special. Special is the only word. It's like magic. Just, you know, and we've got people that work here that have been here for 20, 25 years that haven't sniffed 
you know, what we're doing this week. Uh, and for those guys, it's really, really cool just to see uh, those guys and girls uh, seeing what it means to them. It really puts it into perspective, but I'm glad it happened the way it did for me. You know, it was my first season. So two and 14 to some who have been here for a while uh, might've been a really tough year to get through. But for me, it was like, Oh, I'm in the NFL. Like, this is amazing. I'm loving every second of it. So I didn't really feel like as much. So the downside of it as other people did, if it had happened the opposite where my first year is the Super Bowl, and it's like, Oh, this is great. Like this happens all the time. This is like the greatest thing ever. And then get hit with the two and 14, that would have probably been tough, but for it to be the steady build and the hope kind of growing and then getting to go through that growth and, and see the team just blow up before all of our eyes together with the same people that I was there with when we went two and 14 and the people that have been there for 10 years before that, uh, that part is really, really special. And not even just inside of our building, but for the city in general, uh, this city cares so much about this team and there's been, so many awesome people that have supported it for so long. Obviously we wouldn't have jobs if there wasn't a, you know, a, a group of people that really, really cared about this team. And there's a lot of great people out there that do. Uh, and for them to get to experience this ride and this journey, you know, the fact that it's rare is what makes it so beautiful and so special and so fun. Uh, so it's been an amazing journey to say the least. That's awesome to hear. I think um one of the questions we love finding out from people in general is just why do you do what you do? And those who can offer answer that in a really compelling way will find themselves in jobs because they can add a bit of purpose behind it and meaning and that usually leads them to do a much better job. And to hear you speak about the reasons why this is such a big deal to you and why it means so much to the city and obviously that's a you know, a very special thing to you and motivates you to do the best possible job on behalf of the city so that everyone's kind of getting the most out of this incredibly rare opportunity is... Uh, awesome to hear you talk talk about so um michael thank you for jumping on our super bowl special podcast we wish you all the best for the week to come hopefully it's a positive result for you uh we'll be cheering loudly for for you from australia we hope it goes well but um thank you so much for sharing what it's like working at probably the biggest annual event in global sport uh thank you guys for having me on it's always a pleasure getting to catch up with you guys and see how you're doing. Uh, hopefully next time we're chatting about your uh, flight times for when you get to Cincinnati in the fall. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll be looking at that. <laughs> awesome. We'll, we'll definitely catch up. I think the schedule comes out in uh, April. So as soon as it drops, we'll look at dates and hopefully we can make something happen. Brilliant. I look forward Brilliant. to that, that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Michael. That was awesome to chat. Find us on LinkedIn for those listening in, plus be sure to jump into the Sportscope community. We'd love to chat with you on there. You can also find a link to do so in our show notes. Thanks for listening. See you next time.